In today's episode of Music Lesson Business Academy, we're going to talk about some things that may help you to attract better teachers. I'm also going to give you one simple marketing slash organizational tip. That's coming up. This is Music Lesson Business Academy, the podcast that's all about how to grow your music teaching business. Hey everybody, Danny here. Welcome back to another episode of Music Lesson Business Academy. I hope everyone is doing good. So let's just jump right into it today. And I'm going to start off with this little marketing slash organizational tip, and then we'll talk about attracting better teachers. So one thing that's very important, whether you are using the system I use, Active Campaign, or any of the other email automation CRM types, you know, uh, software services out there, and there's quite a few, they all work very similarly. No matter which one you're using, it is extremely important that you aggressively use the concept of tags. So just like hashtagging, you know, your Instagram post or any kind of social media thing you're doing, it is really important to tag your contacts and your customers. It really is the way to segment customers. Let me give you an example of how you might use this. So let's say you're launching a new class at your school. You're, you're going to do Kids Rock or... Like me, you're launching the new Bill Henry Piano Lab, Mr. Henry's Music Piano Lab at your school, and you want to be able to just send an email out to customers that you think may be interested in that class. And what I see a lot of schools do, and I did this forever, when we just used to use, um, what, God, what email service? Con- uh, not Constant Contact. Yeah, Constant Contact. Yeah. When we used to just have constant contact, when something like that was going down, I just sent the email to our entire list. And there's multiple problems with that. One is the more targeted your emails can be, the more effective those emails are going to be. Secondly, the more people get emails that they really shouldn't get, the more likely they are to get annoyed and unsubscribe from your list. So for example, having a tag that says potential student on a a lead that comes in allows you to send emails just to potential new students without having to bother your existing students about signing up for lessons. Or former students is another great tag you should all be using. This allows you to target students that already did lessons with you, and maybe you just want to get them back. And you might be able to do that by offering them some type of discount to come back on or let them know that their old teacher has some openings again, anything like that. And you want to be able to target those people, and it's impossible to do it unless you have all these customers tagged. The only other way to do it is to have separate lists. And you're not going to do that with all these different types of segmentations that you would do. So I would highly recommend that you get away from doing lots of different types of lists and just work with tags only. And again, as I've looked at lots of people's businesses, this is super, super common. 
that you may be doing a lot of good email work, but you're not tagging people. And we want to automate as much of that tagging as possible. So, you know, in active campaign, you know, when a student is coming on board, they're getting tagged with a certain tag. When they become a former student, they get tagged a certain way. And we've automated all that. So no one really has to go in and manually do it. So the thing that I always do with people when we start to maybe work on some active campaign setup for their business is really talk about, you know, how does business run at your school and how do you, how are you doing these things? And let's organize all that and think about, okay, what are the types of tags we're going to want to use at your school? And then we go from there. So if you're doing email marketing right now, using any service out there, start making sure that you are really utilizing tags the best that you can. So there's been a lot of talk in the media for the last, I don't know, six months to a year or something like that about how difficult it has been to hire employees. And there is certainly truth to that. And there is lots of factors impacting those kind of things. But during all that, I actually fairly recently did a series of interviews and really, you know, had four or five interviews that I would say was one of the best groups of interviewees we have had in a really long time. And, you know, usually we go through a ton of applicants to get like one decent interview and we were getting really nice applications. And it really made me think about, well, what is it that's, you know, makes one music school attract good teachers and another one not? Or what can we do to make ourselves more attractive to better teachers? And, and the reality is it does come down to that word attractiveness, just in a similar way to the way we look at the laws of attraction between two people. We can apply some of that to what makes a business attractive. So what would make one music school attractive? And certainly, just like we can say with human beings, there is an element of physical attractiveness that you can't really discount. Now, by all means, that's not everything. Of course, just like it may not ultimately be the important thing in a physical uh, or a personal relationship that you have with another person, but we certainly can't discount what is considered attractive. So what are factors that would make a music school business more attractive than another school? So, per, you know, physical attractiveness, the, the look of the website. If, if there is a potential employee out there and they see an ad for a music teaching position and they go to the website and this is a very, very, very common thing that good employees or potential teachers will do. They'll go to the website and look around. They want to see, what am I getting involved in here? Who are these guys? You know, what's, what does it look like? What's the vibe of this place? So they're judging a lot about your teaching business and you and the potential to work for you based on the vibe that you give off, right? The message that you are sending on your website. So it's sim you know certainly very similar to marketing to a potential customer. That first impression that they might get on the website is a tr is tremendously important. 
other areas that we might consider to be similar to a physical attraction would be what does your social media look like? What is the message and the vibe that that is giving off, as well as any reviews that are out there online? Reciprocity is another element of attractiveness. So it's got to be a two way street. What are they going to get by partnering with us? It has to be beneficial for them beyond just, I'm going to get a paycheck. Most people, I, you know, we, tend to discount what is truly important to a lot of employees. And yes, of course, pay is. And if there is dramatically higher pay somewhere else, people will go to that, even if that other place is lacking in other areas. But it really doesn't come down to pay in most cases, and it certainly doesn't if the pay is similar, right? And, and in most cases where they go to teach music lessons, it's going to be pretty similar. So now it becomes these other factors. What else can they get from this association to your business? You know, if you think about some certain athletes and sporting situations, it's not uncommon to see an athlete go to a team with a lower uh, lower paid contract because they want to be on a potential Super Bowl winning team or a world championship winning team. Obviously, you know, professional athletes are all getting paid well, but you can't discount that it's how important it is for them to be involved with a winning team. Everybody wants to be on the winning team. So when a potential music teacher is looking at the landscape of music schools in your town, do you come across as the winning team? If you don't, that would be an area that you could potentially work on in your website and in your marketing materials and in your employment ad that could help you to attract better talent. Another way to look at this is that the type of talent we're looking for, we're looking for people who want to hang up, not hang down. And what I mean by hang up is they want to hang out with people that they feel they can learn from or gain something from. Really successful people tend to not want to be the smartest person in the room or the best at whatever you know, subject matter is being discussed or whatever the talent is. They might be competitive and have a desire to perform the best, but they're always looking to be around people that challenge them and push them. If you've ever been in that search situation where you know, you're at the top and everybody else is kind of below you, it can be very demotivating because you don't have anything to work for. And I don't say that in kind of like an ego, you know, conceited type of way, but successful people like to be around other more successful people so that they can gain and learn from them. Now, not everybody wants to be that way. This is people who want to be successful and the type of teacher we are looking for. There is definitely a type of person that avoids that situation and wants to always be the smartest person in the room, and they tend to use that in negative ways, and we don't want that person anywhere anywhere around our music teaching business. Another area that will really help you attract good teachers is your help-wanted ads, and I really encourage you to incorporate your best creative writing skills. And this is something I really have to like 
really put my mind to it and, and work hard with because I'm not a good creative writer. Um, but don't be afraid to add personality and some humor or anything like that into an employment ad. Because again, all of those things give off this impression. So if you have a well-written employee ad, you will attract people that are more you know, attracted to that type of um, writing. So if you just do a really boring, here's what we're looking for, here's how much it pays, blah, 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 you know, it, you're, 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 you're not really using that opportunity to impress these potential employees. So really put that effort into it. It's better to write on kind of a big scale, like a macro scale on your ad versus a micro scale. So don't really get into the minutia of here's the job description of exactly what you're going to do. And here's, we need somebody for Tuesdays and Thursdays, and here's what it pays. Because if, if you, if a great employee reads that somebody who could be a great teacher for you, but they're like, ah, I already work on Tuesdays and Thursday. Um, you know, they may not reach out to you. And I always want to talk to a great potential employee, even if we don't need somebody at that time, you know, because who knows next week I might need somebody and that person fits the bill. So anybody that comes across as a great potential employee, I want to get to know them, even if I'm not hiring them at the moment. So don't put details in, do more grand types of uh, ads of kind of the bigger picture of what you're looking for personality wise. And certainly you could say like what instruments you're kind of looking for, but um, the, if you get too specific, you're going to turn some people away. Now, w- one thing that does come up, you know, I've heard come up before in, in hiring people is almost like putting little precursors or little tricks in like, you know, you're, I need you to call me at on Thursday at 3 p.m. is when I'm accepting applications or, you know, different things like that that um, require a very specific time and date commitment. And it's kind of used to see, like, can the person follow instructions, you know, how committed they are. But the, the issue with something like that is good potential employees generally already have a job, right? And they're not going to, if they're a good employee, they're not going to call in sick or cancel on a student that they're already working with to answer your employment ad or your video or come to your, your cattle call that you're doing or something like that. You don't want somebody that would lie to you, right? Think about it if they worked for you and they lied to you so that they could go to a job interview. We don't want that person. So the best employees may very well not be able to meet that commitment due to the fact that they're busy and they're committed because they're a great employee. So leave those options open. Get that resume from them first. Then if they look interesting, you can send them. What we do is we get the resume sent in, and then if they look good, we send them some specific questions, and we ask them to record a video response to those answers. So we do get a little bit of that precursor of like, will they follow through with it? What's the video look and sound like when we get it? You know, we can you know, judge some things like that. But also, 
we get a real good sense of the personality of the person from that video. Then from there, we call the person if we like them. But with all this, again, just remember, it's really up to you as a business owner to be attractive to good talent. They don't owe you anything. You want the best people out there to look at you and say, I want to be involved with them. If you are not creating that right now, that's what you should work on to attract better teachers. All right, guys, I hope those tips help you out. We will see you soon for another episode. Take care. <laughs>